Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Da's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Da. Thank you, Pastor Nali. I will start sharing the Word of God. I hope it will encourage everyone. I hope that, you know, it will touch life. Can I start by praying? Heavenly Father, I would like to pray, O oh God, I totally want to say that I depend on you. I pray, dear God, that every word that I say, everything that, that is happening today, it will be your idea, it will be your thought, it will be your heart, it will be your love that touched the ladies, it will be, Father, the things that you would like to talk to them, you want to set them free, you want to Make them better, Father, in every way. Lord, you know every single one of us. You know all our struggles. You know our, all our problems. We know everything in our lives, dear Lord. I pray today, Father, your presence will be so strong and so heavy in this place. We pray, dear God, that you come and visit us. You come and touch us. You come and teach us. You come and, and take away, dear God, the difficulties and struggle, Lord, that has been going on in our lives. Father, set us free today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today I want to share with you reaching new levels of victory. Why don't I start by reading the Bible, John 10.10. John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You can notice that the word of God said that the enemy come to steal, to kill, and to destroy our lives. All of us have been attacked by the enemy some way, somehow in our lives because the, and all of us get hurt. All of us get hurt or get setbacks, drawback, um, and feel trouble in our hearts and sad because the enemy come in a different ways to attack all of us. And that is his plan. So the Bible also promised that, but when we meet Jesus, amen, when we meet Jesus, things will be different. The key is that we need to know Jesus. The key is that we need to come to Jesus. And he promised that, I come so that I give you life. When I give you life, it is not only like physical life, like life that we can breathe and all that, but life is something different. That is something that turned upside down from being tormented, being chopped up, being shot by the enemy. It's upside down. Jesus will come and give us life and he said that he did not give us a little bit. And not only abundant, but he said more abundantly. More than, more than enough. More than, more than abundant. And that is his promise. It's a matter of we need to receive it. It's a matter of we need to believe that and take it. It's mine. It's mine. The more than abundant life, it will be mine. It's a matter of 
believing it and take it and make it yours. Amen. Do never, never think that it it can happen to some people, but maybe not me. There is no such thing because God is the God who is fair. He is not um, taking side, and He is not favor one over another. He loves all of us just the same. He loves us the most. No, not just a little bit. The most, just the same. I mean, nothing you can do, nothing you can do, or nothing you will not do to make him love you more. He love you at the most. Nothing you can do more to make him love you more because he already love you the most. He do not love only you, but everyone the same. So there is no such a thing that oh God will heal you, but maybe not me. Oh, God will provide for you, but maybe not me. There is no such thing. Amen. Yes, uh-huh. sister. So that is what the Bible say. I like to give you one story in the Bible. Not the whole story, but just some. There is someone in the Bible that had a setback, had a lowly background, had something that when he look at his life, he thought, "I'm nothing. I will not go anywhere." But in fact. He is one of the very, very famous person. He is one of the judges. His name is Gideon. And have you ever heard the phrase that say, "For God and for Gideon," right? It means for God and for your leader. So why God put Gideon there? For God and for Gideon, because Gideon is such a good leader and he is such a powerful leader. But he had a very, very weak background in his sight. But God doesn't see that way. God doesn't see that Gideon, you are weak. Therefore, I will not use you. No. But Gideon said this. I want to share with you. At that time, Israel was in trouble because he did evil in the eye of God. They walk in their way. They don't care about God. And then the enemy come in and try to overtake them. The Lord called Gideon. I would like to read from. Judges chapter six, verse fourteen. The Lord turned to him and said, "Go in strength and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you?" God said, "I'm sending you." But Lord, Gideon asked, "How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family." Gideon talked about himself like, "I'm nothing. Look at me. I am nothing." My clan is the weakest clan in Israel. Especially my family is the least. But anyway, God said that I am I not sending you. Gideon is one of the example that represent us. Represent us. Sometimes we might have in our mind like, um, you know what? When I grow up, I was poor. I was in the farm. You know, I was in the countries. And also, look at me. Everything I do, I fail. I fail in the business. I fail in the ministry. Some of us, we might have gone through divorce. We might have gone through difficulties in the family. Sometimes we might feel that no, maybe I, the Lord may not be able to use me in the powerful way. Maybe He can use me just a little here and there. But he will not use me in a powerful way. But I want to say that no, it's not true because our God is not God like that. 
you look into Gideon's life. Gideon was very powerful. Gideon ruled in Israel for forty years. Gideon led Israel. Gideon helped the Israel out of the hand of Midian. If you go and read this chapter, you can see that the enemy was like um, countless. You cannot count how many of them. They're so powerful, but Gideon still overcome them. Amen. So I want to inject into your spirit that is this not true that the enemy tell you that. You will not be able to do much, and you cannot do anything. And as time goes by, I'm going to explain to you more. Okay, there are five things that I want to share with you today. Number one, that you need to let go of the hurts and problem in your past. God talk a lot about the past because He knows that we hang on to it. He knows that it's very hard for us to let go, you know, and we keep thinking about our past. Our past failure, the thing that happened to us, and we are not confident. So in Isaiah forty-three eighteen to nineteen, God said that. But forget all that; it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create. River in the dry wasteland. I love this Bible verse. I almost want to introduce to the Lady Care Group. Memorize it, <laughs> because in our Lady Care Group right now we memorize Bible verse every week. And now my eyes see all the time that this verse we might want to memorize it too. You know that. See that I am about to do new thing. And I am able to make pathway through the wilderness, and I will create river in the dry wasteland. Like there is no river in the desert, but God said that. But I can make a river, and there is no pathway in the wilderness. But God said I can make a pathway. I will be able to make the path so that you can walk through that path. Amen. God is about encouraging us. God is about, but He tell the truth. God is the one that does not just say it, but He can do it. It's a matter that we need to believe Him. We need to say, "Yes, that's mine. Yes, that's one. I want to memorize it." Amen. Amen. Yes. Another one I want to share. Philippians three thirteen. Philippians three thirteen. No, dear brother and sister, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing: forgetting the past and look forward. To what lies ahead, he want us to forget. Have you ever heard the word? I try to think about it. You know, I think some of you might be remember better than me. Like what happened in Vegas, leave it there. <laughs> But that in a bad sense, you know. What happened in Vegas, leave it there. Whatever happened in the past, leave it here. Today, Amen. Leave it at the woman breakfast. Amen. This morning, I know. I understand. I totally understand because I have gone through this too. It's very hard. It's very hard to forget about the thing that people hurt you. It's very hard to forget about what people have done to your life. It's very hard. But if God said that, forgetting the past and look forward to the things that lie ahead, ask Him to help you. You ask Him. Seek him. I do not say that you will be able to do it right away. You are not able to like forget today. Can smile now. Can have a 
cheerful face now. You may not be able to do that, but it's okay because the Lord already know that. But you intend to, but you want to. You want to forgive. You want to forget. You want to bury the past, and you don't want to think about it anymore. You want to move on and look at new things that God is going to do for you. Amen. Unless you forget the past, you will not be able to experience the future. You need to forget the past. It doesn't matter how hard it is. The Lord will be able to hold your hand and bring you through, and He will be able to erase. He will be able to refresh your heart. That's why our pastor love to lay hand on us and let us laugh, because with laughter it will take away the things that the enemy try to put it there. In the past, you know, in the Israel time, the Philistine come and then pluck the well. They came and then they put the stone and gravel and everything in the well, the well that they used to draw water to drink and draw water for the animal. They just pluck it so that the Israel will suffer and will have no water and will be sad. And that is exactly what the enemy want to do into our life. The enemy try to pluck our well. We cannot laugh. We cannot smile. We cannot be joyful. We cannot see. What God is going to do, we cannot embrace that. Why? Because the well is plucked. But by laughter, by having a joyful heart, and God can do that. God can touch us, and God can do that to us. That laughter will unpluck. Unpluck means take away the stone, take away the gravel, take away the dirt, whatever that the enemy try to put into our life. That's why we laugh, because the joy of the Lord. Is our strength? You will not be able to have strength if you have long face. You will not be able to have strength if you sad, depressed. But with a joyful heart, you can have it. So I want to share with you that God will be able to make you and help you to forget the past, whatever the failure in the past, whatever it can be that a husband might hurt our feelings. Or did not do the things that we think that they should do, you know. Or the boss, or the pastor, or the friends at church, or whatever it is. God said that we want to start the new life. We want to start a new day. We need to forget the past, everything, so that God can do the new thing in our life. Amen. And I believe that God will be able to do new things in everybody's life, all the sister, all the sister life. Do not dwell in the past, because we can make a choice. Yeah, we can make a choice to dwell, or we can make a choice say, "No, I don't want this. I'm going to move on. God has new thing for me in the future, greater things, beautiful things, things that will be able to bless me and bless others." Amen. Second thing is, you need to know, and I also need to know that we have the spiritual DNA. We have a spiritual royal DNA. Who do you call God? My, my father, my dad, my abba father. Why do you call him like that? Because he is our father. He is a real father. The father on this earth will pass away. They are so good to us, but one day they will pass away. But our father in heaven is forever. He will be our everlasting father. And if you have God as a father. Whose DNA you have? When they try to prove this 
baby belong to who? What do they do? They test DNA. <laughs> and when you get test, all of you will know that is your God, right? So you have His DNA, and then who is God? He's powerful. He is victorious. He is the victor. He defeated the enemy. He's the victor. Therefore, if you are His children and you have His DNA, what's gonna happen? You are also victorious. You are also in the sight of victory. You need to tell yourself, not not talk to yourself like like blah blah blah. You know, but you have a firm thinking in your heart that I have royal DNA. Wow, yeah, you can be anything when you have God's DNA. You can be beautiful. You can be smart. You can have wisdom. You know, you can have victory. You can have creative thinking. You can have power. You can have a gift of the Holy Spirit. You have everything because you have spiritual royal DNA. You have DNA of God. Claim all of that. Amen. Claim it. Claim it. You know. Yes. Claim. Tell yourself, I'm a victor. Amen. Yes. I'm more than a conqueror. I can have creative thinking if I don't have. I'll ask God. Amen. <laughs> so if you know that, you also know you are on the victory side. You cannot be defeated. It's no way because Jesus already died on the cross and gained that victory for all of us. Therefore, you are not able to be in the failure side. You cannot. Somewhere, somehow, you're gonna come out victorious. Therefore, I want to tell the sister that do not underestimate anybody. Do not say that oh, because she doesn't have it all, probably she cannot make it. Never think that way because. The Lord is her God, Amen. Never see that. Oh, uh, this child, he cannot sit still. He cannot focus. Maybe he will not have bright future. No, do not ever underestimate anybody. Never, never. Oh, that person, she come from a poor family, and she has nothing to climb the stair. Never ever underestimate anyone. Maybe just encourage that come into God more. Embrace God, love God, serve God, encourage them, and then you will see the difference in their life. You will see the victory that they have. Amen. Therefore, I never underestimate anyone. I know that God will be able to do it. Yeah. Amen. And number three, I just read one Bible verse to show you that God is your dad. Galatians three twenty six. For you are all children of God. Through faith in Jesus Christ, in or in Christ Jesus, number three, always have an attitude of praise and dwelling on God's goodness and thanking Him for what you have. It's so important because it's hard to do, and also it's hard to do to always have the attitude of praise. Thank God. Have the attitude of thanking God. Have the attitude of dwelling on God's goodness, because our eyes always. We'll be able to see the fault, the weakness, the weakness of other people. Very easy to walk in life with our sight, but the Bible says that the just will walk by faith and not by sight. Because you see the situation, I am sick. Maybe I will not be healed. Look at the situation. Look at what you see. I am poor. I will never be able to do anything much. I am in debt. Maybe I cannot get out. I am in a very struggling relationship. Maybe it's gonna be like this forever. 
Maybe it's gonna be like this, you know, all the day of my life. But you know what? I want to say that when you change your attitude, things change. Really, when the attitude change, it everything start from the heart. Amen. Everything start from how you see thing. How do you see thing? How you have faith about what is going on for you? So it's safer and it's good to just dwell in the sight of praise, because God said that God dwell in the praise of His people. So when people praise Him, He dwell there. But when there is strife, fighting, arguing, that is the presence of the devil is right there. Because the devil do not want us to live in peace and harmony and in unity, so he will give us the eyesight, or we will be able to see this and that and this and that and that and that, you know, so that we will not have peace and we will have strife, and we will not be able to praise God and thank God, because the enemy know that if we praise God, if we do well, and think about the goodness of God and thank God for about everything. That is happening. Everyone that come into our life, if we don't dwell in that, we will not have the presence of the Lord. But I want to share with our sisters that it doesn't matter who. We all have weakness and strong point. All of us. You will not be able to find any leader who are perfectly good. They have weakness. They have strong point and weakness. You will not be able to find any husband that. Have all the strong point and have no weakness. There is no such a thing. You will not be able to find any friend who is all time good. <laughs> no, sometimes you will see some weakness in them. Therefore, make a decision to thank God for their strong points. What the blessing they have brought into your life instead of looking at the weak point. Sometimes I complain, and then Pastor Lau say this to me. He said that da. Look at the half glass full. You see the glass, right? You see water or orange juice. Half of the glass. Pastor Lau teach me a very profound <laughs> teaching. He said, "Da, look at the half glass full. Do not look at the half glass empty, because if you look at the half glass empty, you're gonna be so frustrated. You will not be happy. Look at the half glass full, and you will all thank God." And praise Him, and the presence of the Lord will be there. And you know, the Bible says that when the presence of the Lord show up, there will be fullness of joy. You will not be able to have joy unless you praise Him, unless you thank Him, unless you thank people around you. You will not have that joy, that unspeakable joy in your heart. But you need that because you need strength, you need faith. So you need to have joy. Amen. Sister, yep. So do well in that. In Psalm 103, verse two to five, let all that I am, all that I am, praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my disease. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. I want to say a little thing that you know what, Christian, God said that you are the salt and the light, and I want to say this: you need to be a very bright light 
and very salty, very very salty salt. <laughs> not salt. It's very salty, salty salt. You know, and light, but not just light, not dim light, but very bright light. You need to be like that. But if you don't dwell in praise and thank and His goodness, you're gonna be dim light because your face gonna show. Your attitude gonna show. Your word is going to show. You don't want that. You want you be good testimony. That's why you need to be bright light, very salty, salty, salty salt. Amen. Amen. Psalm thirty one nineteen. Psalm ninety one nineteen. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you? You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them. Before the watching world, the world is watching you. This is in NLT. The world is watching how Christian behave. The world is watching to see: Do you have joy or you don't? Are you in unity or not? Do you love one another or not? They are watching us. They want to see when the situation rises up. They want to know how we are going to respond. Therefore, we need to really come close to God, embrace attitude of thanking Him, loving Him, trusting Him, dwell in His goodness at all time, so that we will be able to be the bright light and the salty salt. Number four, I like this one too. Increase your expectation and build up your belief for the dream God has placed in you. I believe God has given all of us some dream inside us. He placed something in you because God created all the sisters. I love to be woman. I mean, I love all the all the brothers too. But personally, I love to be woman. I think woman is wonderful, and women, all of us are the great workmanship of the Lord. And God has put so much good things, goodness in this vessel, in this jar of clay. You know, because one day we're gonna. Be back to dust, but now God put a lot of things in us, and also one thing that God put in you. Try to go and try to remember what God talked to you, to or to your life. Sometime God is talking to you about you are placed in the body of Christ somewhere, and this is the assignment He has for you. This is a passion He has for you. We need to do not let that dream die. Do not let that passion go. Do not let anything. Every time he talk to you, you respond, and that is the only way that you are able to keep it. Because sometimes, if you don't respond, you know what happened. Eventually, it's gonna fade away. The dream, the vision, the passion that God have placed in your heart, put in there, it will fade away. For example, if God said, "I want you to start a care group," don't say, mm, "I would pray about it. I will wait." Until my kids go to high school, I am going to. After I travel all over the world, I might do it. If you don't respond right away, what happened? It's gonna fade away. Your passion, your dream, it will pass away. But I believe God has put in every heart. You will be able to share with your friends sometime that God has put this in my heart. Then the friend will be able to pray for you. What do you call? Put the fire there. Put the fire. Why don't I? Just read the Bible verse, and then I can explain. Ephesians three twenty. Ephesians three twenty. Now all glory to God, 
who is able to his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. God will be able to do more than God will be able to do more than you can ask or think. I want to tell you the church wide woman breakfast today is more than I can think. Believe me, you know what? When we talk about it, I was thinking, oh. We're gonna find good CD to put up. <laughs> I didn't know we're gonna have anointed worship. You know the whole team, the whole powerful women here. I did not know that we're gonna have flower on the table, you know, or the name tag for each one of us. The Lord want to bless the ladies the most, more than Da can think. I want to share with you. This is not to boast, but just tell you what really is. When I was pregnant with Paul, which is About 25 years ago, I was pregnant with Paul, and I had Joy. Joy was uh, one and a half year older than Paul. So when we went to the airplane, Joy cannot have a seat. She was less than two, so she could not have a seat. I, as a pregnant woman, well, I was standing on the plane because we only have one seat. I was about six months pregnant, and then I was standing so that Joy can sleep in the chair because we cannot have another seat for. 20 hours from here to Thailand, but of course I do not stand 20 hours because here and there we stop here and there. So I had a chance to sit down. If you saw me when I was pregnant, I was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> about this big. And then, and then I went to the meeting. At that time, we had a meeting in Thailand. The whole church, every church came, and I was sitting there. My kid was crying, and I was pregnant. Then the pastor called me, and I was standing in front of him. I said, "He prophesied on me that time. He said that you will be the mother of many nations. You know, he just said that, and then go back. You know, so I went back, and then me, you know, like look at me, <laughs> look bad. <laughs> at that time, our church maybe have twenty people." At that time, Mary Jo, I don't know what how many we had at that time, but small church, me. But 20 years later, I really thank God. Many brothers and sisters from different country come in into the church, so I a little bit more get involved with many nations. So God have given me that from the beginning, early years of my ministry. He already talked to me, and I put on the shelf because I cannot imagine that I would. Do anything, or we'll be able to do anything you know, with the three kids, you know, running around. But thank God that God did that. Another thing I want to share with you: my mom had nine pregnancies. At that time, they did not control. Plus, my mom was a Catholic, <laughs> so nine pregnancy. Number one, two, three, and four die. Either they come out for a few days and die, or die in the, in the womb. Four miscarriage, four some die, some miscarriage, four times, and I was the fifth. I was the fifth baby. So when I I was so when I survived, wow! Everyone was so glad, you know. My uncle and aunt opened champagne, you know, <laughs> celebrate someone alive, <laughs> you know. So I was alive, and then, um, and then do you know what happened? And I I believe that it was a curse. In in my family, um, of a womb, you know, situation. 
disease, you know, and all that. You know, I, even myself when I was growing up, you know, have, and had family, I had uh, endometriosis. You know, a disease that you will not be able to pra- be pregnant. It's very hard for me, you know. So, but what happened is God, you know, God. Not only that, I survived. Later on, I become a pastor. You know, and later on, my husband go to country to country to preach the good news. I mean, you know what? God slapped on the face of the of the devil, like God said that you try to kill them, but I make them alive. You know, and and I turn them upside down. Not only that, they will not, they will, um, they will not be able to do anything, but they can do a lot for me. Amen. So, can you believe it? I'm the fifth, right? And later on, I have another one sister and three brothers. So right now, we have five brothers and sisters all together. And all of us go to church. And all of us serve in the church. My youngest brother is the worship leader for a long time, over 10 years now. And all of us serve God. Did God upside down my life, my family? And God did something that is... Something that more than what I can imagine, what my parents can imagine. So therefore, God will be able to do it to all of you too. Amen. That is how it is with God. I cannot go to the fifth one. That is what we need to do is we need to step in faith and say that God will be able to increase me. God will be able to take me to another level. It doesn't matter where I come from. God will be able to take me to another level and see how He show up in your life. Amen. Yes, I know because of the time, I want to ask all of us to say it together today. Okay? Please say, follow me. The creator of the universe made me to rise above my past. My limitation, my obstacles, my lack of training, my connection. Lord, increase my vision. I determine to go higher. I believe that God can help me to rise above health problems, financial struggle. Fail relationship and limitation in my potential. In Jesus' name. Amen. In conclusion, that's the end of my sharing. I just want to make a conclusion so that we can remember. Number one, let go of the past and of the hurt. That maybe we cannot do it right way. Keep asking God. Seek the Lord. God will be able to help you. Number two, believe and embrace that you have the spiritual royal DNA. And change the attitude to dwell in praise, in the goodness of God, in thanking Him. And then increase your expectation and build up your belief of the dream and the passion that God has dropped into your heart. And then take the step of belief. Believe God and watch He show up in your life. Amen. Thank you so much, sister. May the Lord bless you. Amen. You. I won't take long. Thank, thank you. Now you believe me? Is she wonderful? She really loved Jesus. 
And she's really anointed, you know. Uh, thank you, Pastor Da, for the word. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.